What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode, the first in the Rule Without Brady era. And I, uh, I, I don't know. As with everything this season, I am indecisive at first because, like, yes, after that game, Brady after the after these two years, I think honestly, the Brady experiment we've we've, we've been pitching it since day one. Shanti's talked about it in his state of the address. He he was one foot out the door already, but to wait this long into the bye week to do so. And then to also do it five weeks left in the season just seems like odd timing to me. It, it, it's very sporadic. And, I mean, that's on par with a lot of the stuff in the Tepper era, a Tepper era, unfortunately. Like, you can say what you want about Richardson. Richardson was consistent. He was there was a there was a clear path to what Richardson was doing. It might not have been the best path, but with Tepper, I don't know, things kind of seem all, you know, plug and, plug and play and, and, and following along as it goes. Yeah, right now, just nothing seems to be planned. And, and, again, for an NFL franchise, a professional group, I want to see a plan. And that's, I think that's all we've been asking for as a fan base is let's see the what's the plan here. Like, does it make, and does the plan make sense? Right now we've seen we've seen Rule admit that he tried to experiment with different things and try to, and try to kind of think outside the box. And that's not the plan that you need to have if you're trying to be an NFL head coach. You need to have a distinct plan. Like, what's your, what's your philosophy? What are you trying to roll with? What are you trying to be? And again, we've said it. We didn't know, and it and it and it bear, and it bared out in how this situation played out with Joe Brady. He didn't know either. So now we are where we are, and the fans have kind of been right all along with just being confused about what the direction is of this franchise. I just not it's it's not a good move. It wasn't a good move, and and, and the gist is. If you had any inclination of firing him or getting rid of him, do it last week after the game. Then you got two weeks to get ready for Atlanta. And and, and the gist is, Joe, and, and listen, Matt Rule, I, I, I'm done. Matt Rule needs to go. I think though, I think they should have fired him and kept the other two. And my my point is Matt Rule said after the game last Sunday, we're not making any changes. He was asked. Do you see any coaches changes? Do you see any of that? No, you know, I have faith in everybody. And it's the same old politician, like, give me the right answer, crap. And it's just, I, I feel sorry for, for, for Joe Brady. And, and 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 we'll get into it. Listen, you should have done it, like I said, a week ago to give them, give Jeff Nixon time to get going and meet with Cam and meet with the offense and get going. Now you got, what, four days, to, five days to plan for Atlanta. And Joe Brady was dealing with, and we know it. Not a very good offensive line, an average group of running backs. I mean, you know, that could do stuff if needed or whatever. You know, a pretty stout receiving core. And I already made you guys mad once. And to me, kind of an average quarterback room. I mean, you're just, and what I mean by that is this too Cam Newton is not average. I get it. But he's only had a game and really two games with this. And now you're going to flip it all around again with five games left. And listen, guys. Falcons, Bills, Bucks twice, and Saints. It's tough. You could lose all five easily, easily. And and, and listen, and, and listen. Atlanta comes into town and gets a win. I, but I feel I think it's a horrible move. I think it's a. a I didn't think it was a very good move. Um, in terms of the time of the year, you had five games left. Give Cam some confidence. Or get to know the playbook and let him get to his full potential or whatever you know whatever that may be now, but anyway, I did it. I it, I didn't like it. I think it was a bad move, and I feel sorry for Joe Brady. Now the only thing is, 
behind the scenes, which nobody will ever know, was Brady having conversations with LSU or something like that, and they found out about it. I doubt that happened, but I just think it's a bad move. I mean, and don't get me wrong, you know, good idea, bad execution, which is kind of the staple for, that's the slogan for this franchise the last few years is that, I mean, you saw like, if we look at the turnaround of just the, this, uh, I think it was, um, I can't remember who it was. Uh, it was John Ellis, you know, Panther place. He put it out. The, just the decisions that have been made in this organization under Tepper, we, Shanti and I talked about it a little bit before the episode, like say what you want. And I, and I said here earlier, ago, say what you want about Richardson, but I mean, Tepper's moves seem fairly sporadic because if I'm if I'm reading it correctly and if I'm understanding it right, this was not a rule decision. This was a Tepper decision. Going if I'm if I'm reading that correctly, and if I'm if I'm mistaken, let me know so I can edit that out. But the last thing I saw was that it was a Tepper decision going over Rule's head to fire Brady at this point in time. Um, uh, that I that I haven't heard. I, I, from what I I've seen, it was a philosophy. It, from what it, it seemed to be a philosophy, a difference in philosophy between Rule and uh, and Brady. That's is what that that's just what's going around right now, though. And that, that, that's at least that at least came out of his mouth today. I, I believe at a press conference. I, I I think I heard that too, where it was really kind of like that. And I think Tepper just allowed Rule to pull the trigger and get it done. Yeah, I think Tepper said, "If you you know which." Then you're back in Matt Rule, and to me, that just I, whatever. Like I said, I, I can't even watch Matt Rule on television now or listen to anything he says because um, it's basically if he says something nice about you, it's a kiss of death. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, re- it really is. And 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 you know, it just becomes this. Find me in the craziness that has been. Um, and, and here's another deal. Now you're putting it in the hands of of uh, his name, Jeff Nixon. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, what NFL experiences he have? None, I don't believe. No, no, he's been he's been with the Panthers since Matt Rule. Matt Rule brought him on. So, and I know he, he gave rule before that since they met at Penn State, right? And I was he with him at um, is yeah, it Baylor? Baylor? Yeah. Um. So I, I I get it, but I mean, like, it, it's just it's find me an offensive coordinator, even an NFL offensive guy, Eric Bieniemy, call him whoever you want. Um. That would. I don't know. I mean. Five weeks, it's hard to turn the ship around in any way, shape, or form. That's, yeah, that's tough. the five weeks is the problem. You know, wait till the end of the year. And at that point, you listen, you lose the next five. We're going to clean. I'm Tepper, I'm cleaning house anyway. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, just give them a chance. It was just, you had two weeks with Cam Newton. And it's like, let's just pull the rug right out from this guy who's trying to make a comeback, who's trying to do something good for the organization, who's trying to do something good for the city. And it's had a rough game last week. You just pull the rug out from him. Now all of a sudden, do you have to learn another system? Are they changing everything around? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. It's just, it, it seems it seems like it's, it's an impossible task at this point, you know. And and for Cam, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Even 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 if Carolina wants to bring you back if you're next year, if you Cam Newton, do you consider? I mean, I think there are other. I, I think if Cam has a good show, good enough showing, say if he puts up another performance like he did against Washington for the next couple weeks, I think teams start to sit there and say, like, okay, well, he can still play. We can go get him on on on, on, a, on a cheaper deal. Does he consider even go even coming back next year if there's other opportunities open? Like I think you need to try to sweeten the deal because yeah, and that's like, I mean, look at and I think finally, I think I think honestly, the Cam Newton situation. It's something that the fans have known, but it's kind of been only split of the fans. And we had this argument offseason last year. I think Cam coming back and the performance against Miami finally solidified 
at least for the fan base, from what I've seen, the idea that it does not matter how good you were at quarterback, how much talent you do have playing with this offensive line, you're only going to do so well. I mean, we watched the things. I mean, he was Trent Scott was like, it was like a turnstile. It was the worst it's ever been. We mentioned that. And so I think hopefully, if anything, this will push that narrative into the front office to go, look at we we need offensive linemen, not bargain bin Pat Irving and and or I mean Pat Athlon and Cam Irving, who are basically the same person. So let's call him Pat Irving. But like we, they need to focus on this position and actually give it the value it needs because it doesn't matter who you put back there. Sam Darnold, Spencer Rattler, you know, I mean, freaking Deshaun Watson, it does not matter. That guy's not going to get the job done because of who you got protecting him. So I think because, yeah, Cam, I mean, I feel I do feel bad for Cam, and I honestly think the organization, if they can keep him around, owes him another year, a full year of, of, this, of this redemption arc to prove himself and to go because, I mean, yeah, you're Shanti's right because Washington – no one can sit there and tell me Washington was his fault. The last play, yeah, that was tough. But no one can sit there and tell me yeah. it was his fault. Miami, Miami wasn't great. But if- I, I, I'm gonna give him. I put a majority share of the blame on, on his plate for Miami. Yeah, but only to the extent of the offensive line probably played the absolute worst game we've probably seen they them play for the entire season. Exactly. Washington in the post 2015 super post super era. Looked like Cam in 2017, you know, 26, 2017, 2018. Miami looked like 2018, you know, 2019 in terms of how he was performing. But I, I think, I mean, you're you're trying to do so much and you're trying to be that guy with very little around you. And I think that just, I don't know, I, I, it just can, to me, furthers the argument that it doesn't matter who's back there. The line needs to be taken care of. And until you get to that point, it's, it's going to be a non-starter. Well, you know... The deal with Cam is if you are David Tepper or Matt Rule or let's say I, it depends on who's there at the end of the, at the end of the season. Yeah. But I think at the end of this season, as an owner, Dave Tepper needs to step up to the podium, whatever it is, the Monday they clean out their lockers or if it's in the playoffs or whenever it may be, and he needs to look everybody in the eye and go, Cam Newton is our quarterback next year. And we are going to do everything we can to build this offensive line. And this is our guy. That's what he needs to do. Now, if he doesn't want to do that, and he's not, and, and if I'm Cam, I appreciate the loyalty and I appreciate the shot. I, here's the gist. I think Cam wants to play in Carolina. It's home. It's 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 who made Cam Newton, Cam Newton, and Cam Newton made the Carolina Panthers. Got it? Yeah. Okay. I want Cam to be better, and and I was going to get you guys. You know, to me, I think there are probably seventeen quarterbacks in the NFL right now who are better than Cam Newton. I could probably, leave. I, I could probably agree with that. And 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 so, where would Cam go? Is he going to go to? Is he going to go to Detroit? Is he going to go to the Giants? Is he going to go to? You know, what I'm getting at where yeah. would he want to go? That is not a crappy situation. Is this this offense has all the all the potential to be explosive? Mm-hmm. All the potential. You as an owner have to get up there at the mic when this season's over with and go, Cam Newton is our guy next year. We'll worry about other stuff down the road. Right. Cam Newton is my man, and we're rolling with it. He took a picture with him, welcome home, and something like that. Do that. You do that and treat the man with the respect he deserves and pay him back for what he's done for this city. Uh, and even though we've, we've, you know, we've lost the game and he didn't play that well, 
there's still a lot of electricity. I listen to sports radio in the morning. People still love Cam Newton. So I hope that makes sense. So the Joe Brady, whatever. I think Joe Brady got the, the, the short end of the straw and stuff like that. But this offense has all the making. If you do the offensive line and get it straight, but day one, when this season ends, the first day of the offseason, you dang all well better step up to the mic as the owner and give people the hope for next season. My rant's over. Sorry. And it is it's the thing. And like, like to say, hey, Jeff, you're absolutely right, man. We have to. I'm tired of the turnover. The the okay. Well, maybe he's maybe he's coming back. Maybe he's not. We just need some consistency here. I think that's the that's that's the one thing we've lacked on, uh, in the Matt Rule era. Consistency has been the one thing we've lacked a ton of. And, and and like you said, just come out and say this is the guy. We're gonna move forward with a plan. We're gonna just move forward with this. And no matter what, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to make it work. I mean, I, and again. His thing about Cam, it gives you – is he the same quarterback? Of course not, but he gives you an easy out to not have to worry about quarterback at least next year and right. go fix the issues that you need to go fix and go get your guy the, the year after. I'm not opposed to get the, to, to going to get the guy you, you really want. Just what? Just wait until it's financially feasible, A, because you kind of you kind of put yourourself in a bond with draft picks and all in, in, in contract situations. So you know, just rectify that. Use Cam as a band aid to rectify all of your all your financial woes and your draft pick woes, and get it right the following season and go get your guy. I have no issue with that whatsoever. Well, let me say something real quick to you, Jack. You know, like like you lose five. Let's say you lose your last five games, and it's just all just. All hell breaks loose. To me, I'm David Tepper. I'm looking at Cam going, you're my guy. I'm getting rid of, I'm getting rid of Matt Rule. Okay? I'm getting rid of whoever he brings in as the offensive coordinator. And I'm going out and getting me Eric Bieniemy. I'm going out and getting me Byron Leftwich. I'm going out and getting me – look at what Byron Leftwich has done with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That offense is ridiculous. I mean, it, listen, <laughs> I watch, listen, I watch Byron Leftwich play as a Jacksonville Jags quarterback. Okay? He was okay. He didn't set the world on fire. But as an offensive coordinator, <laughs> God bless him. He knows what he's got. He works with. So you want me? Like like I said, it's there for Cam. It's there for the year. I, and I agree with you. And Jack, we've said it too. You want to give everybody your plan? Then give us a damn plan. Sorry, give us a plan. Stop with the whole. Like you said, the inconsistency is just. It's a revolving door right now. You got to stop that revolving door. And when this season's over with. You better have a stained glass door that's not going to break so people can go, here's what we're doing. Here's what it's going to look like. And as the owner, I'm promising this city this. That's the only way this gets fixed. I think, and I think we overlooked continuously the fact that in every single level of our front office, these are first time guys, even down to, even down to Dan Morgan, you know, like they're first time guys. Tepper, this is his first time running. I mean, like, he had, I'm assuming, some role to play with the Steelers, but at only what six percent, I think, of an ownership. Right. He's he's not making the big boy calls. That's not no, happening no. because if you break it down, like yes, we all knew. I mean, we we were ta- when we were talking about it, and especially like even when we drafted Will Greer, the inklings were starting that Cam probably was you know towards the end. We we knew after the injuries, he wasn't going to be the same. The way that this organization was changed. The guys we were losing, the age of our team, Cam probably wasn't the franchise guy. We knew that, again, when Rivera left. That was like, okay, now we're really worried. And Tepper, what should have been done in any other NFL organization 
is you do not let Cam go. It's like what the Steelers are doing with Ben Roethlisberger. Now he's obviously announced retirement, but they've kept him around until and tried to find, you know, the next guy or, or same with Mariota. They kept Mariota until they saw, oh, Tannehill, this can be our guy. This can be the guy we need. You know, same with, you could even argue the Saints, depending on how Winston comes back. They should have kept Cam on until it came time to where they found someone they knew could be the franchise quarterback. They knew damn well PJ and Will were not going to be our franchise quarterbacks. They decided to, you know, put the Band-Aid over the gash wound with Teddy Bridgewater instead of just keeping Cam on. And in reality, Rivera, yes, I understand why he needed to go. Cam should have never left in the first place. We know full well now, even with Cam getting re-signed, it's like, I mean, it's not like, you know, your parents coming back from a divorce. It's not like, we know he's not the franchise guy. We know he's not going to be here to stay. But please, for the love of God, do not cut him with nobody else there. It's quitting your job before you have anything else lined up. That's why you're homeless on the side of the street because you didn't, you weren't smart about it. Wait till you have the job lined up and then quit. So for the Panthers, that's what you're saying. He's the cheapest option, the most familiar option, and it's Cam fucking Newton. Like, it's not, you know, it's not freaking uh, the ostrich. What was his name? Mike Glennon. It's not Mike Glennon. It's not, you know, it's, it's not Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's someone who means something to this city and deserves to have that exit the way he wants it to go. And you now have given him that chance again. So just hold on a little bit longer. Do not rush because that's what happened with Sam too. Okay, Teddy wasn't the guy. He's not the franchise guy. Instead of honestly... Could have kept Teddy around and focused on the offensive line. He's had good – I mean, he's not, you know, broken – set the world on fire with the Broncos, but he had his moments and and played certainly better than Sam has all year. And and even Sam, honestly, had his moments too. But, again, once that offensive line starts deteriorating, it does not matter what sort of benefits you brought to the table. They're going to go to the wayside. And so it would make no sense to – like, God help me if we were if we draft Sam Howell – or, I mean, you know, you know, like there's no, no, what it doesn't matter if you're from Wake Forest, if you're from, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It's not going to do what you want it to do until you get an offensive line to facilitate actual, like, I mean, you look at the Cowboys, you look at the, at the Colts, Taylor Heineke not a franchise quarterback, but look what the exact same front coaching staff is doing in Washington right now that you had with Cam Newton. They're on the cusp of the playoffs right now because of, I mean, I'm not going to say it's all because of Taylor Heineke. Someone's got to tell him what to do. It's a, it's so a level of consistency. I, just, I, I think it's the level of consistency up top, though, for, for, for Washington. I mean, you think, you think about they, 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 not, not the front office, not the front office. They, they're still bad. But I'm talking about the coaching staff. Because at least with Ron, you at least, with Ron, at least Ron's going to roll with the guy. Like, I, his thing, it, as bad as Cam was at certain spots, like early, like early on in his career, he didn't pull Cam out. He didn't, he didn't, he, 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 he let him play through it. And, 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 you, and you eventually, you got 2013 Cam. You got the 2014 Cam late in that year that that got hot. 2015, 2017. You got you got those versions of Cam that started to really become the guy. At least with Heineke, at least he knows under Ron Rivera that he's gonna keep that he's gonna stay with him. And it's not gonna be a there's not gonna be a bunch of hey maybe we need to throw in another guy here. Maybe we need to pull him out. Maybe we just other things like no. We we know who our guy is. We know what we're about, and we're going to continue to execute it. Whereas Carolina, we have no idea what our what our identity is. We struggle with that coming into the Matt Rule era. Still haven't figured it out in year two. And again, when things start to not go well, just finger it seems to be finger pointing from from up top. It comes from Matt Rule. 
he sees the finger point. He said he, he wants to dish out blame. Love to you. I, 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 won't, I won't say he loved you guys as scapegoats, but Teddy was the scapegoat last year. Joe Brady seemed to be the scapegoat this year. Two guys of which you picked. Nobody else picked these guys. Nobody put a gun to your head and say, hey, you better go sign Todd, uh, Joe Brady and sign Teddy Bridgewater. Like, no, that, these, were your, these were your calls. And so now he feels the, the, feel the need to make the decision to, to, pull, to pull the trigger. But again, the the responsibility has to be put on Matt Rule's shoulders to say, well, you know, this is really all your fault. I mean, you, you're the head man. This is you, these are your calls, and at, at the end of the day, we're bad right now because you've made bad decisions. And so, I got a question for y'all because I'm thinking about this. Why is it that the NFL is the only is the only professional sports league where you do see college coaches coming up? And taking head coaching roles without prior, you know, without prior experience. I mean, I get the NBA and MLB is different, but you know, you don't air, rarely ever see a college basketball coach come up and get a and get a head coach. I mean, when was I? I can't think of the last time that has happened. You, you the, see, the last, you know, co- the last college basketball coach I see get an NBA job was Billy Donovan. Okay. Yeah. So let me put it to you like this, in the best way I know how. The NFL, when you talk football, is the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. It is the end all of end all. Okay. I mean, I sat there and watched games yesterday when the Titans weren't playing, and I'm going to turn around and watch Buffalo and New England here in a little while, and I was glued to my seat. It is where you want to be. The NBA, now, sorry, just it's me. Okay. The NBA, I don't like it. I think it stinks. And if I'm a college football basketball coach, that is the mecca of basketball. To me, March Madness. The ACC, why would I want to leave the ACC and go coach the Charlotte Hornets? Um, but you know what I'm getting at? In, in, in Major League Baseball, I mean, I, I it, it's all over the place, whatever. But, you know, and look at how many college coaches have gone from the college football ranks to the pros and just flat out sucked. I, I mean, and they realize all of a sudden, wait a minute, this is not what I thought. And, you know, um, I, I – Here's the deal. Dan Campbell. And that's where the split of. Go ahead. There you go. Dan Campbell, you know, got his first win with the Lions yesterday or whatever. But I know what the Detroit Lions are about. I know what they're about. (laughs) They're going to go out there and lay everything on the line to try to get a win. And you've seen it in every game. You're just going, come on, they're going to win. They're going to win. Because you know that guy just wants. And Okay. Let me just go real quick. Um, you talk about David Tepper. He has 5% with the Steelers. He's around the Steelers organization. To me, his mindset is, look at the history and the tra- tradition. And Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. And they've had three head coaches. Three head coaches. That's it. I'm like. We've had we've had more. What? Right. But you know what I'm getting at? Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, you suck this year. But you know what? We're going to stick with you because the fans still love you and you've still kind of, although, hey, they beat the Ravens. But, yeah. but you know, I'm getting it. it. It's just this loyalty deal of, of, of just this is who we are and this is where we're going. And, and it's, I think Tepper needs to get that going. I think he needs to determine this is our, this is our mantra. This is because if you come from the Steelers, you know what the tradition is there. You know what the, you, you know what the Pittsburgh Steelers are. And, um, I, you know, I, I think that, um, you just it's it, it's that college. I, to me, back to your question. Sorry, Jack, I rambled. I just don't think that that guys, you know, to go from college to the NFL, that's where you want to go because it's the mecca to, to do it. Um, but we realize they're just not very good at doing it. 
Yeah, college is weird just because you know you you think about the the level of responsibility is different in college compared to the NFL. You think about you know college. I think for guys like Matt Rule who seem to want seems to want to have a lot of control, college is perfect for him because you go you go out and you recruit your guys. You go you you have a lot more say so with how things go down in, in a college program. Whereas the NFL, you're you're signing your players make more than you. You're, you you have you have players. These are grown men that make more money than you. That you're that that you have to be in control of, and so I don't think that fit, I don't think that bodes well for a guy like Matt Rule, who really seems how he talks and how he speaks seem, is that of a college coach. A guy that's not necessarily great with the media. We see a bunch of college coaches who talk like Matt Rule when they have when, when they had their media session. They're not necessarily they're not necessarily the greatest, but they they but they they can get by because they, I mean because in college because in college coaching you you run the town that you're in. You're like, right. you're, you're, you're 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 the guy. So. I, I think that that I think that's really what plays plays a part into why I think Matt Rule should go back to college. I mean, and, and for a bunch of other guys, I don't necessarily think these guys are you. Again, like like I said, for example, Dabo Sweeney, a guy that's won multiple national titles and built up a great program at Clemson, but I don't think he'll last today in the league because he doesn't have a redeeming quality. We don't even know what he does well. Like we don't know what side of the ball he coaches well. So I mean, that you know, you can't take that. See that CEO role really only works in the in the college ranks because you have to have something that you can do well that you can lean that you can lean on when when it's time. Like Ron Rivera, no matter how bad the offense may, offense may have played, one thing you did understand was that you know um, one thing you did understand was that um, defensively he can still call a game if he had, if he had to. He and, and defensively is going to be where his strength lied if, if you ever needed something to lean on. I, with, with, with a lot of these college coaches, man, they don't have they don't have that it quality about them that you know you can just lean on. Sean, Sean, you mentioned the Ron Rivera, and we talk about Taylor Heineke. Yeah, I mean, right now Taylor Heineke's fired up because he knows who what he is. He knows that he's a starter, and Ron has said, "Listen, you are going to lead this team, and you know we're going to." And listen, he's kind of balling out a little bit. He I is mean, balling out. You know, I mean, and 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 it just is, and I've said it since. Back, you know, however many we can go back. I say it every week. We got we got guys who are college coaches, and and it just is. It's like you you mentioned it. You, like when you you talk about that, who who runs the University of Alabama? Nick Saban. Oh, Nick Saban. <laughs> they say the chancellor doesn't. The chancellor doesn't. The president doesn't. The athletic director doesn't. Nick Saban runs Alabama. He is the man. And yet you're right. And and you know and and what makes it so hard is for the college coaches. You go like, and you you hit it right on the nail on the head there, Shantish. You're going from dealing with 20 year old kids that are that are getting an education to 28 year olds. This is their life. They have kids. They got mortgages. And, and I didn't know this, but uh, Trey Boston was on the radio here in Charlotte the other day, and he mentioned that one of the first things Matt Rule said to the team in the locker room was, "This is a three year process." It's going to take us three years to kind of get going, and this is what Trey Boston said. It was said like, and I see your face. If I'm if I'm Carolina Panther, are you sitting there telling me that we suck this year? We're going to suck next year, and maybe by the third year, we'll do you know what I'm getting at? If you came in as a head coach and said, "Guys, I love you to death, but this is going to take us a while. It's three years. We're going to get there, but it's going to take a while." I'm making a living. I'm trying to. I'm trying to feed my kids. Hey, that's my that's my job at stake. Three years, right? If if all of a sudden I go into a place and they're like, "Hey, Jeff, we love you to death," but it's going to take you three years to really kind of get to where. You... Come on, 
Do you think I'm really going to be fired up about – and if he said that at the beginning and you're almost two years in, what? where have we gone? Man, the average NFL career is only about two seasons. Yeah. So you're so telling me in three, we're going to be bad. So I, I'm, I'm not going to have a job, basically. It's essentially what, what you're telling me at, at, at that point. I mean, and, what, what, what was I about to say? I, I saw a tweet the other day that said, if you go back and look at the situation Matt Rule came into, he had a perfect situation to be able to help himself transition to the NFL game. A veteran quarterback, all-pro running back, young receivers, um, young defensive talent, a guy like Brian Burns, Dante Jackson, you, you can work with, all of which could have helped him really transition into the game and helped him go get – Like, if you didn't want Cam, of course, great. We are, we've already laid out the plan for what you could have did with Cam. But just the amount of guys that you had – the guys that you went out and signed, like Hassan Reddick, Robbie Anderson, all the guys that you went out and gotten, these guys should have been able to help you help you transition into the NFL game a lot easier, a lot smoother. If I think he would have done the right things by getting an offensive coordinator that had NFL experience, getting a defensive coordinator that had NFL experience, surrounding himself around a smart group that could at least help him become a better head coach. That that and that and it's the thing though, when you're the head man. It's uh, it's okay to not be the smartest guy in the room and not be and, and not not have all the knowledge, but know what you don't know and know that you need more help than what you probably have led on let, let, let everybody on to believe. It's okay to go have go get an OC that that has more NFL experience under his toenail than you. It's fine. Right. Go get somebody that can help you bring you along. It's okay to go get a DC that's been in the league for a decade. Go get somebody that can at least help you transition into the game. But you you went out and you got everybody with with no experience with, with entry level experience and all y'all just running this uh, uh, running the show as if this is Baylor or Temple. Hey, look here, man. Hey, first of all, there's no roster winning championships with with mostly a mostly Baylor and Temple base. I don't care how much you love the guys. That's just ain't gonna happen. No, okay, but Baylor and Temple can't even win, win with Baylor and Temple guys. I mean, I mean, hey, we supposed to do with it with Sean Chandler and Saint and Sam Franklin playing safety. It's just so oh much. It's it's so many. It's so many things like that. It just it, it, it's just mind boggling. And you just I, getting Airbnb me would be the consolation prize. Of all of this. If we gonna get Airbnb me and let him run this show, I, I I can deal with any every any and everything that we've dealt with up, up until this point. The problem with that, Chanti, is about you know not having the. You don't have to be the smartest guy, you know, on every facet of the ball. Even though he's been an assistant coach in damn near every position, the problem there is too is that if you're not a mo most of those coaches like that are motivators. They are ralliers. They get the guys around them. Rule is not. We clearly see Rule is not that guy. He does not. He can't talk the talk or walk the walk. So what are you bringing me? What do you, what do you get? What do what benefits do I accrue from you being? At the head of the helm, I don't, I don't see the any, any, any benefits from it, and so in that, like, I, I would be very surprised to see them get rid of him before the season's up, let alone before next season starts, because that four or five years, even though it doesn't come out of cap space, from what I would understand, it's still that's still a big bullet to bite, and and I think that just showed again Tepper's inexperience to give that big of a contract to a guy who hadn't even started done anything yet. That was, we should have been concerned with that from the get go. Cause the Listen, only person that should be getting that kind of money is Nick Saban coming out of college. All right. Let me, let me tell you this real quick. I think David Tepper made a great move by bringing in Cam Newton. That was going to put energy in, put people in the seats, business moved that away. 
How many wins did Carolina have last year? Five. 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 You lose out, how many wins you got this year? Five. Five. If you go five and 12 and you lose your last five games and you've had your offensive coordinator, I, I, Dave Tepper should sell the Panthers immediately. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on now. <laughs> we don't, we don't need all that. We hold on, hold on now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not, I'm just saying, Matt Rule, is, <coughs> Matt Rule needs to be gone. If you're not smart enough that you've gone five and whatever, and then you go five and twelve when it's supposed to be an upward turn or something. You're not going to put people in the – they're not going to the new, you know, the, where the new – whatever it is, the new training facility in Rock Hill. They're not going to go to that. They're not going to go to training camp. And Bank of America is going to be a ghost town. And I, you just – I if, if Matt Rule doesn't win some ball games between here and the end of the season, I'm fired. I, I just I – don't, I don't even see how it's a decision to make. You, you fire him. Yeah, it's it's getting to that point where I mean, you have to win seven. I, I, the the benchmark I gave this team was seven wins. Yeah, with the with the extra game, I said seven win had seven wins had to be what you were looking for. Now, mind you, this is prior to to Gwen. I This is before I ever thought about Cam coming back. This is with the with Sam the quarterback. You better be figure out how to get this to at least get the seven wins with with, with Cam the quarterback. Because if not, boy oh boy, oh my god, I. It it, it, it it can get bad. I mean, they, there's a way for Matt. Matt Rule can easily not have a job by the by, by the by the end of the year. I mean, his his job security is, is isn't great right now either. And I, and and like I said, we have been beating the drum for Matt Rule for a while. I mean, we were one of the first ones I think that were just kind of like, and eh, we don't really believe in the guy. We don't really see it. And you know, we've been right thus far. I mean, we we we, we didn't believe in the for the philosophy he was bringing. The players don't don't seem to believe in it either. It hasn't bared out the work. In, in, in any sort of fashion on the field. And, and, and right now, at the end of the day, I mean, if you're David Tepper, you do have to think about the financial the financial situation that you're about to be in because you have to have something that, that, that fans believe in now. Well, and, you know, and the interesting part is, here's the interesting part, so I'll say this real quick and then I can jump out and let Jack talk or whatever. But as I'm sitting here thinking about it, guys, we've had the same conversation. I feel like we could just play last week's podcast. We're talking about the same thing. We could go back six weeks ago and play the podcast, and it's the same thing. I mean, it's like I'm sitting here going, "There's nothing else to talk about." It's like it's it's a repeat. It's like the record is on repeat. It's like the whatever's on repeat now. It's just we're we're just it's the same thing week after week after week. That is your team now. That is his. That is Matt Rule's legacy right now is inconsistency, poor play, and we don't really know where we're going. And that is the the, the 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 character the character of this team is there is none and it's inconsistent and it's ugly football. It, it, it's to, it's to Jazz's point though that he made he made the other week. You know what's the essence of Panthers football? And again, the essence of it, based on what Jack said last the, the other week, isn't what we've gotten thus far. It doesn't sound like it's what we're gonna get moving forward from this particular group. I think we can we, we we can only hope that the right decisions get made from 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 the head guys up, up top. I think yeah. Scott. I, I mean, I I can see allowing Scott Federer to go get go get the coach that he wants because he is because he is the new GM and he didn't come in with Matt Rule. I can see Federer wanting to go get go get another coach. I can see Tepper 
wanting to see this this franchise be has some have some type of you know, stability. We're just in this place. It's not real cool to be in right now because, like we keep talking about, I mean, literally, you're still in the playoff hunt. You're not in the playoff hunt. You're you know all over the place. Um, and it's just we've almost lost the um, we've almost like lost the whole keep pounding thing. I, the, 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 it's, it's almost like that has gone by the wayside almost. Um, you know, we say it all the time as we, you know, end our show, keep pounding. It's kind of what the Carolina Panthers have always been. Um, now I don't know. Now I, now I don't know that I can buy into it, that it is keep pounding anymore. Um, and that's maybe a sad thing. I don't know. Um, so I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's frustrating. It's kind of, you know, worn out. Um, and so, um, I think a lot of us who cover the team, uh, a lot of us who cover the team feel like the defensive line of another team that runs 40 times a game <laughs> and just continuously beat you up, uh, play after play after play. Um, I don't know. And the sad part about it is Jack, how do you end every show? We keep waiting and keep pounding, but Lord knows how much longer we can do either. Well, and, and the sad part is <laughs> what Matt Rule has taken away from this city is the keep pounding mentality, if you ask me. It, it really yeah. – and I mean, I'm not trying to be mean. It just – we knew who the Carolina Panthers were with Ron Rivera and with John Fox um, and stuff like that from the get-go. It seems like that keep pounding mentality is – kind of going by the wayside it's, and it's kind of sad but you know that you don't even have that mentality right now i don't know it's because you had the and, and it and it falls completely on because it, it fell through the coach the players learned it and they and they embodied it and they embraced it from rivera from john fox like that's Absolutely. you you had guys that you believed in you had guys you believed in that you knew believed in you and and care. And that's like, as I said it again, I said a few weeks ago and I said it again, Panthers football, even for some of the people on that like to troll the page and say that, oh, the Panthers have never been good. It's still giving a shit. It absolutely is. Even if you don't think it's going to translate on the scoreboard, they would still be upset when they did poorly. Seems Matt Rule is only upset when the ref gives a call that he doesn't, you know, entirely agree with. Seems to be the only time the ref that Rule actually, you know, is upset. But it's just I, I we don't see it here. I don't, you know, I don't know who the next guy up should be. I, I, but I just know that this isn't the answer. And 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 I think the longer, I think you got to be smart about it because I mean, like you said, we can't be sporadic and just you know and 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 you know count our eggs before they've hatched or you know even think about eggs before they've even been you know conceived. But I just you know, think that we need to start looking because the longer, the longer you keep trying this experiment, this no man's land, the longer, the more the team's going to suffer, the more the fan base is going to become marginalized and the more talent is going to be wasted. I think where they go from here all lies into, um, I, I don't know. I, Jack, now you got me confused. Cause it's like, I, you know, I'm sitting there going, okay, figure out what to do with Cam Newton. Um, is, is that where this all anchors? Is is this where the, everything flows from? Does it all flow into what David Tepper wants from Cam Newton for next year? 
Um, and and unless you go out and uh, you know draft somebody like Sam Howell or something, um, and uh, I just did that for you guys um, for the fun of it. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's just it's it's you, you just you don't know. You don't know anymore. I I, I you know, or you just I I don't know. I. And that's the problem. I I don't know anymore. We're sitting here kind of just I'm a, I I'm at a loss. I don't know. I, I think as fans, I think we've made we've 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 had a decision that we wanted made for so long now, and we've gotten so past the one that we've suggested that it, it's to the point where we we don't really we we can't know. I mean, I I, I think I think Jeff, I think what your feeling is exactly what. All of us are feeling because we, we 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 can't know anymore because every decision that we wanted made got bypassed. We saw that we saw him we saw him had, had to have to double back, and it's still and and, and and it's just too and it's too late to really rectify any of the things that we that that we we may have wanted. But now it's just you know you right now you just hope that they, that that we get that that we get some we just we just hope that we look like we're headed into the right direction. That's 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 that's, that's the one that we're hope we're missing right now. We're missing hope. I think the, the one the one positive Cam brings even it with this team being five and seven and losing the last two games that we still feel somewhat hopeful that he can that this guy in particular can 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 have a good enough performance to turn turn things around. But again, it, it's it's kind of it, it's kind of it's it, it's a it's a losing battle because I mean right now we're not we're just in a bad situation right now and just hopefully we can just get out of this situation and get into that one that looks at least looks more favorable to us in the future. Right. Exactly. And I mean, you know, like I said, it's getting to the point where keep pounding and keep waiting isn't, isn't enough anymore. It's not enough. You know, it's going to start, that's going to start falling away too. And Jeff's kind of had a point and, you know, hit the nail on the, hit the nail on the head there is that, that this guy's kind of, he's just draining it all. And going to come, there are going to be some big decisions going to be made. We keep saying that, you know, oh, last season, offseason was the most important offseason. Oh, the offseason board, that was the most important offseason. This offseason, I mean, <sighs> A lot can happen and I can stay the same. And I just, I just really don't know. I'm, I'm hoping the, the one thing that keeps me, you know, my head out of the oven is that in five, six, seven years, when we are in the Super Bowl, that this expanse will be on a graphic on CBS or NBC telling the timeline of how we got to this point as Eric Bieniemy leads us to the Vince Lombardi trophy and, 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 and Sean Watson and his band of thieves are, are leading, are hoisting, hoisting it aloft. That's, that's the only thing that gives me any semblance of hope is that this can all be looked back upon as just this odd era in the Panthers time that needed to happen in order to put us in the place where we needed to be to win a Super Bowl, but that could all be just, you know, bullshit. So either way, next week, Falcons, just get a division win. Just get it done. Just sweep the Falcons. That would be nice. I would enjoy. We haven't Please. swept the Falcons. I don't remember when we swept the Falcons. I don't know if we even have or not, honestly, because we didn't even do it in 2015. So Lord knows we've ever even swept the Falcons. But do it. Have a moral win. I'd like to see Cam go off, you know, again. I'd like to see that happen because it's in because it's in Charlotte. I'd like to see him just get. We need a he need a home win. 
I need a home win with Cam. We haven't had a home win since New Orleans. That's not good. So just win at home. It's a cupcake game, I know, but just 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 win. That's that's all I'd like to see. And hopefully, you know, next week will be a bit more abysmal. But of course, until then, we have to keep waiting and keep battling.